James Harrison is going to be a New England Patriot. Well, unless, of course, he doesn't sign with the Patriots, at which point he would just be a guy who used to play for the Steelers. Why is everyone so pissed off? James Harrison played 40 snaps this year. If Mike Tomlin and Keith Butler think that James Harrison's worth 40 snaps, he's not that good anymore. He's not going to help you that much. If Bill Belichick wants that guy, fine. You found the Crowley Show where your mom listens, and you should too. 412-922-2874 is the number to call. Or you can join the cast of dozens and follow me on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. Why do we always make these things more complicated than they need to be? I was listening to Madden on my way in, and Mark said that it was a bad thing for the Steelers to do to release James Harrison. He then said that it's a bad thing for James Harrison to do to sign with the New England Patriots. Yo, you can't have it both ways. If the Steelers did a bad thing, then why wouldn't he go get them back? But that's not what happened. James Harrison told our very own Dale Lawley a couple of weeks ago that if he knew he was going to play this little, guess what? He wouldn't have wanted to be here. I'm guessing he had a conversation with Mike Tomlin saying, "Uh, what's my role here? Uh, Do you really need me? And Mike Tomlin probably said either to him or to himself or both, "Eh, not really. Again, 40 snaps this is a business it's not personal this is reality it's the way things go james harrison wasn't helping the steelers james harrison doesn't play special teams so they cut him now i personally probably would have cut a guy like daniel mccullers somebody who also wasn't helping the steelers and doesn't play special teams but whatever they cut a guy that they don't think could help him that's the reality And if James Harrison wants to sign with somebody else, that's his right as a free agent. He didn't get claimed on waivers. He is a free agent. That's ball. That's professional sports. That's the way it goes. There's nothing personal about it. Except, of course, from Steelers fans. Steelers fans feel like this was an affront to James Harrison. Steelers fans can't believe that this went down the way that it did. Again, he played 40 snaps this year. That's it. 40. 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. I got embarrassingly drunk at a Christmas party this weekend. That's not really true. But I drank a lot of beers in a quick period of time on Christmas Eve before I left to go back to the house where I had to wrap a couple of last-minute gifts for my wife. And... I had to pee like 10 times, like 10 times middle of the night. I didn't go. I had to go 10 times. I'm working on no sleep here is the point. Although Dale Lolly's in here. He'll join us later in the show, and he said he slept like six hours in the last 70. Did I get that right? Six and 70, Dale? Very good. He looks like it, too. Just totally looks like death. Awful looking Dale Lolly up in here. Steelers won last night. You know that. They finally didn't make you sweat for the first time all season long. It seems like they've played only close games. Now, of course, they beat Minnesota pretty handedly earlier in the season. They beat Baltimore pretty handedly earlier in the season. They beat Cincinnati pretty handedly earlier in the season as well, although it didn't feel that way when you look at the final score. I'm watching West Virginia right now in the heart of Dallas. Zaxby's Bowl. And 
if I sound a little bit, oh boy, <sighs> distracted, that's why. Here's what just went down. Today's show is going to be slappy. We've mailed it in. Oh! Okay, here's what happened. It was fourth and three for Utah. Ball at about the 30-yard line going in for West, going into West Virginia's end zone. They were going to go for it on fourth and three. Then they fall started. So it's fourth and eight. So then they decide, ah, screw it, we're going to punt. Well, on the punt, West Virginia jumped off sides. So then it goes back to fourth and three, at which point they go for it, score a touchdown, and now that touchdown got called back on a hold. But they had already gotten the first down prior to the hold. Bull season, baby! There are a lot of people who say there are too many bulls. I'm not one of those people. I want to see as much football as possible. I want to watch my team play one more time, even if it's with the backup quarterback and three offensive linemen who aren't very good. I don't care. I want to watch them one more time. I want to see that logo on the football helmet. And I want to watch football a lot. Who's to say you don't want to watch football at 1.30 on the day after Christmas? I want to see it. So you're not going to hear me bitching about Okay, back to reality. Back to what you want to hear. This is going to be one of those shows today. I can already feel it. Steelers won yesterday, big, 34-6. to They've got championship qualities. This is a championship-caliber team, and you know that. They're 12-3. and They got the best record in the AFC. They got the second-best record in all the National Football League, but they found a way to battle through adversity all season long. Think about... The worst loss, at least to me, of the season against the Chicago Bears, where you're on the road, you're playing a not very good Bears team. You've got the whole anthem controversy. Steelers come out the next week and win. But in that game, Antonio Brown flips out. He kicks a Gatorade cooler. You've got Martavis Bryant running his mouth on social media, ripping Juju Smith-Schuster. You've got... Ben Roethlisberger retiring and unretiring and retiring and unretiring and retiring and unretiring and then ripping his teammates. That happened once. He ripped Antonio Brown. Said he's not Heath Miller. You've got your starting right tackle getting suspended. Then you release James Harrison. All this stuff goes on over the course of this season. And the Pittsburgh Steelers are still one of the best teams in the league. Does Ben like Todd Haley, this, that, all that worked up nonsense garbage cooked up by the media somewhat, and some of it legitimate, and yet the Steelers have still found a way to be one of the better teams in the National Football League. This team has what it takes to win the whole darn thing. I don't want to hear about Steelers unable to beat the New England Patriots. In my record book, they beat them the other day. They can beat the Patriots. That wasn't a sense of New England being better than them. That was a case of two teams played very well against one another. The referees helped decide the game. And no Antonio Brown. No Marcus Gilbert. No Joe Hayden. This team can win a championship. And we already knew that. I'm not exactly breaking any news here, but yesterday showed me that they've kind of grown up a little bit along the way as well. Because they went in there and they handled a bad football team. 
The Texans are awful. They might be the worst team in the league right now, and the Steelers went in there and handled them. They did exactly what they were supposed to do. So this team has grown up over the course of the year. They've shown championship qualities all throughout the year. They've overcome themselves throughout the year. This team's got the goods. This team's got nuts, man. This team's got gusto. You saw what Joe Hayden and Vance McDonald can do in yesterday's game as well. Vance McDonald, a big reason the Steelers got on the board early. That guy provides a huge, huge option in the Steelers' offense. And Joe Hayden, apparently on Saturday, was asked, hey, you want to follow DeAndre Hopkins around the field? And he said, yeah, let's give it a shot. And he did a really good job. Four catches, 65 yards, 38-yarder in the touchdown, sure. But the 38-yarder, he had really good coverage on. And same with the touchdown. And he got mauled. He got felt up, man. He got more action there from DeAndre Hopkins than I did prom night. He had felt up the whole darn time. It's 24-6, Utah. Ball game. What happens when the Steelers play the Patriots this next time? I'm looking forward to it. How Joe Hayden affects things. Because the Steelers, the last time out, they played man coverage across the board, did a really good job, and they had trouble with Rob Gronkowski. Of course they did. Everyone has trouble with Rob Gronkowski. I wonder what Joe Hayden changes. I wonder how they utilize him. I just looked this up today. I did a show earlier in the day with Tim Benz. We'll hear our conversation with Cordell Stewart from that show. Hopkins only 6'1"? How is that possible? He looks like he's 6'7". He does. He's thin. He's tall. He's got ginormous hands and arms. I thought Joe Hayden did a really good job covering him. How about Martavis Bryant in yesterday's game? Everybody who wanted his ass cut, how smart do you feel right now? Colin Dunlap from the station across the street wrote a column a couple of weeks ago. Now it's time to sit down, Martavis. Now it's time to get rid of the guy. Really? You're going to cut off your nose to spite your face this close to the playoffs. Y'all remember the AFC Championship game last year, right? Y'all remember who the Steelers had out there wide receiver. Sure, they had Antonio Brown, but then it was Kobe Hamilton, Sammy Coates, and a lot of ooh. Well, Antonio Brown's hurt. Imagine if... Juju's your number one guy. I mean, Juju stepped up. There's no doubt. And he did yesterday as well. But after Juju, you got Eli Rogers. You got Justin Hunter, Darius Hayward Bay, if Martavis Bryant is not there. Just because you want the Steelers to prove a point doesn't mean the Steelers should just go out and try to prove a point. In fact, that's utterly ridiculous, and I've been one of the guys from the get-go saying the Steelers need to wait and see what Martavis Bryant can turn into, and they need to wait and see if Martavis Bryant can stop being a big pansy. He has. He made a catch short of the sticks yesterday and muscled for a first down. He went up in triple coverage and made a play on a football that could have been intercepted. He could have made the catch, too. Didn't, but he showed some fight. He also made a great catch down the sideline. Martavis Bryant did exactly what the Steelers need from Martavis Bryant. He did it a couple of weeks ago against the Patriots, too. Steelers are not lucky to have him. The Steelers are smart to continue to hang on to him. And there's a lot of media people out there 
who probably are eating their words at this very moment. Did you watch the Patriots game on Sunday? I did. Did anybody else throw crap at their TV? This team gets more breaks than any team in the National Football League, and they, they being the refs, they being the officials, have had, oh boy, now West Virginia fumbles the ball inside their own 20-yard line. They're going to lose by 100. Oh, my God. Just get out. Get to 2018. Get back to Will Greer. Get out of there. Get out of there with all your important people for next year healthy. God darn it. The Patriots are not getting the benefit from the league here because there's some sort of conspiracy. There's not. But they are getting incredibly lucky. And Al Riveron is an idiot. And he seems like he's making things up as he goes along. It's disgusting. There's a touchdown taken off the board. And from that point forward against the Bills, the Bills had all their momentum sapped away. Patriots wind up winning by three touchdowns. The game was a lot closer than that for most of the time. And in fact, the Patriots had a fight on their hands, and it's really tough to beat New England if you're going to have to play them and the officials. They're too darn good to get the benefit of all the damn calls. 412-922-2874. That's 412-922-2874. Got this one for you. Tom, who works here. Tom Offerman. Good guy. Joe, what are you shaking your head for? You know where I'm going with this? My sister-in-law is friends with Tom's girlfriend. Oh, my God! I know. Girlfriend, not fiance, not wife. Girlfriend. They've been together for eight years. I know him. I know him. His girlfriend told my sister-in-law that he that she thought that he was going to propose to her. And I know what Tom got her for Christmas. Not a, not a proposal. Two Yankee candles and a computer cover. It's a pretty bad gift, right? What? That's a pretty bad gift. That's a bad gift. It is, Joe. Don't I mean, don't shake your head. It's a bad gift. Wow. Especially imagine thinking you're getting the nicest, most expensive ring you've ever seen. And you get two Yankee candles. I'm telling you what. Joe, you got to slide in. You got to take Tom's girl. I'm all over the place. 412-922-2874. I got Matt Williamson coming up at 440. I got Dale at 5 o'clock. And we'll find a place for Cordell Stewart. It's the Crowley Show. Pittsburgh. Matt Williamson coming up in about 19 minutes here on the Crowley Show to go over everything we saw around the National Football League this weekend. Also going to talk some Stillers and Texans. And what do you do against the Brownies? You sit Ben, you sit Le'Veon or not? We will discuss. 412-922-2874 is the number to call. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. It's looking likely... That James Harrison is going to sign with the New England Patriots. The same guy who tweeted out earlier that James Harrison was in Foxborough is now tweeting out that it's going to happen. I just saw Field Yates, I believe. 
say that he's signing with the Patriots. Ray Fittipaldo just tweeted that James Harrison is signing with the Patriots, according to a source. So it looks like this is going to happen. And good friend in real life and friend of the program, Dale Lawley, just said, consider who the Patriots might be playing in the first round of the playoffs. Well, I guess technically the second round, but their first game. Kansas City. You know who James Harrison eats against? Eric Fisher. You want to know why? Because Fisher sucks. And James has been dominant against him. And the Patriots have had their issues with the Chiefs in the past. So maybe they look at James Harrison and say, all right, this is the guy who can help us get by the Chiefs so that we can play the team that we always get by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Let me ask you this, Pittsburgh. 412-922-2874. Are you pissed that the Steelers released James Harrison? And are you pissed that James Harrison's going to the New England Patriots? I don't think you can be mad in either circumstance. Again, I think the Steelers would have been smarter to get rid of a guy like Daniel McCullers than James Harrison. But that being said, he played 40 snaps this year, played in five games. You know what James is. They know what James is. James Harrison can't play coverage. Steelers want their outside linebackers to play a lot of coverage. James hasn't been able to cover for a long time now. It's not like he was ever great at it. He's not a guy that you need anymore. So I don't begrudge the Steelers at all, and I don't begrudge James for wanting to go and play with New England. James wanted to play anyhow, anywhere. He just wanted to play football. So now he's got an opportunity to go do that, and he's got an opportunity to do that in a place where he can win a championship. Hello? It's a no-brainer for him. None. Don't begrudge him. Don't be pissed at James Harrison. And don't be upset with the Steelers getting rid of him in the first place. Let's go to Walter in Pittsburgh, first up on the Crowley Show. What's up, Walter? Hey, what's going on, man? You tell me. Yeah, what I was just trying to add, let all these fans know, they're sitting here um, complaining about uh, why we're getting ran on and why our defense is not holding them. Because we had to adapt to the past. Back in the day, we had a defense where we stopped the run. We was number one in run defense for years. But we kept getting passed on by New England and all the other teams that would beat us. Now, we're stopping the pass, and we can't stop the run because our linebackers, I mean, our linemen are linebackers now. So they need to understand that you can't have them both. You can't have a, 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 a to stop the run and then have to stop the pass. You're not going to get them both. You have to adjust the one or the other. Yeah, I don't buy that, Walter, and thanks for the call. Look at Philadelphia. They're great against both. You can stop the pass and stop the run. Now, Mike Tomlin said today in his press conference that the Steelers were focused on trying to stop DeAndre Hopkins, and because of that, they got run on a little bit. Eh, yes and no. Just because you're trying to stop DeAndre Hopkins doesn't mean that the guys up front can't make plays. But, man, what do you expect without Ryan Shazier? Ryan Shazier is a great linebacker. The Steelers' linebacking core goes from fast to not fast when he's not in there. It goes from being a linebacker core that can create a lot of negative plays to one that hasn't been creating any negative plays at all. It's just the reality, man. And there's nothing you can do about that. 
You're not going to scheme around it. It's in, it's difficult to do that. And you're not going to have someone else walking through the door. The guy who walks through the door is Sean Spence, and, well, we know what he is. This is the way it is. You just got to hope your guys up front are a little bit better. Because the Steelers' first-round opponent could be Jacksonville, and we all know that they can run the ball. 412-922-2874. Tim in Virginia. Next up on the Crowley Show. What's up, Tim? Hey, Ad Rock. It's Mitt. How you doing? Good to hear from you, Mitt. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, um, I'm only bothered by two things. One, you know, it's a sentimental part that you cut a legend. Uh, and I get where you're coming from. You know, it's a, it's a business, and those decisions need to be made, and sometimes they're cold and they're hard. Uh, the thing that really bothers me, though, as soon as they cut him, I knew this was going to happen. I knew it. I didn't need a crystal ball. I just knew it because he knows too much. Now, <laughs> just like Bill Belichick needs to know more. Now he know he's going to know even more now. And we're going to have to work around that. So that that's what pisses me off. Yeah, and I get that, Tim. And, look, I don't think you can – just dismiss what James Harrison's meant to this organization and this franchise, and that's why I'm not doing that. Um, but at the same time, man, sentimental value only goes so far. Uh, as for what he knows, eh, the Patriots know a lot anyhow. That's just why they're good. Uh, they do their homework. Bill Belichick's one of the best coaches of all time. I don't think that the getting of information is going to help New England beat the Steelers any more than they've already beaten the Steelers in the past. I don't think that's that big of an issue. That being said, I think they're going to use James Harrison a little bit differently. Uh, I think they're going to allow him to rush the passer when he's on the football field. But that's not the way the Steelers want to play anymore. They've got guys who can rush the passer who play on their defensive line. Cam Hayward gets after the quarterback. Stephon Tua, Javon Hargrave, they've created pressure. They've gotten 50 sacks this year with their outside linebackers dropping a lot. They didn't need James Harrison. They didn't. It's okay that they don't have him anymore. And it's okay that he went to New England. Didn't hear anybody bitching about sentimental value when Joe Hayden became a Pittsburgh Steeler, now did we? Let's go to Frank and McKee's Rocks. Hello, Frank. How you doing, buddy? Thanks Good, man. Thanks for taking my call. Sure um, thing. I, I agree with him. He's 39. I mean, he's been in the league 15 years or 14 years, 15 years. Um, apparently, you know, the Steelers make choices that we don't agree with, but it ends up in the long haul to be the best choice for us. The only call that I would say that I disagree with, and this is going back, was Rod Woodson when they said that he didn't have much left in the tank, and he ended up getting two rings. But um, I think this is my personal opinion. I think the only reason why New England really picked him up, and some teams do this, is to pick their brains about how certain teams run certain defenses. Do you agree with that, sir? Yes or no? I think it's a little bit overblown. I mean, they're definitely going to ask questions, but I, I think that that is overblown. I, I don't think James Harrison has any secrets of the Steelers' defense that the Patriots don't already have figured out, right? I mean, the Patriots have had their success against the Steelers' defense over the years. I don't think James Harrison telling them anything new that they don't already know. Okay, but I, I think it was the right call. But thank you for taking my call. God bless you. Have a happy New Year, sir. Hey, you too, man. Merry Christmas, Frank. Nice guy, Frank. He disagrees with me. I disagree with him. But Merry Christmas nonetheless. Man, James Harrison was a Bengal. James Harrison played for the Ravens. 
Like, you don't owe anybody anything in this business. You just don't. Bruce Arians is, is he retiring this time? He's going to be done at the end of the season. The Arizona uh, Cardinals have said, and he said, eh, it's not happening anymore. We know what happened at the end here. Steelers kind of retired him. The Steelers kind of retired Dick LeBeau, too, and then neither of those guys actually did retire. Man, it happens. It doesn't mean that Steelers fans should think any less of James Harrison. It doesn't mean you should think any less of the Steelers. Oh, my God. Chuganoff sucks. West Virginia's backup quarterback. I need Greer. They just showed Greer on the sideline looking all pretty in his jacket. And Chuganov threw over a wide-open wide receiver into the safety's hand right after West Virginia had forced a turnover. Uh, bad ball. Get me to 2018. Hell, get me to Big 12 basketball Friday. West Virginia, Oklahoma State. What are your thoughts on the James Harrison situation? 412-922-2874. That's 412-922-2874. Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. Ray just tweeted this. Fittipaldo. Stephen Ridley or James Harrison, who will provide the most information on their former team? I mean, do we really think that that's this big of a deal? It's not a big deal. You're going to ask questions. You're going to pick the brain. Fine. I'm sure Mike Tomlin asked Joe Hayden some stuff about the Browns before they played in week one, but how much does it really matter? Not a lot. People are so afraid of the Patriots. This information thing just takes off. You're giving them an extra source of information. Guys, you recall what Tom Brady's done to the Steelers' defense over the years? You think that he needs James Harrison to tell him anything? Come on. Coming up next, we get into this a little bit more with our friend Matt Williamson. I just think it's overblown. I think people are overreacting. Steelers can still win the Super Bowl with James Harrison on on the Patriots. Okay? They can happen. The Chiefs, though, they're done. Eric Fisher's getting victimized for five sacks. Division round of the playoffs. Up next, Williamson's Crowley Show. Mark Madden tweets, James Harrison has made the ultimate heel turn. Do you still love him, Steelers Nation? Anybody who does is a bleephead just like him. Then another guy we work with goes, Harrison is now the ultimate villain. Thanks for all the work, but you're a lunatic if you consider him a good guy any longer. You people are such idiots. For the love of God. He got cut. He's allowed to go wherever he wants. Why wouldn't he go to the best option? I can't believe anybody feels that way. Now, I think Mark's probably lying. I think Mark's probably just playing it up, trying to irritate the Yinzer masses because, I mean, give me a break. Imagine getting fired from your job, right? And then the next best company or the company that's a little bit better than your company offers you a job. What are you supposed to do? Shut up. Bill in Indianapolis, next up on the Crowley Show. Hello. Hey, Adam, thanks for taking my call. Sure thing, man. Hey, um, well, I look at it, I'm trying to look at it the way you're talking about, but it because it's the Patriots and you just have to feel there's something nefarious going on with those guys, the way they seem to always get one over on everybody. And I'm more concerned about 
and I don't even know how much of a concern it is, but anything that James can can give their defense in regards to our offense on, say, something that they've been holding back that they haven't done this year but they work on in practice, um, something along those lines that they would, they've been waiting for, just things that he would be able to relay that would not necessarily be on film. And if he does see the field, what does that really say about the Patriots defensive linebackers? So I'm not so worried about him on the field. You see, Bill, the only reason you feel like that, though, is because it's the New England Patriots, and I appreciate the call. I understand that that's the point there. Guys, it's not like they can stick some sort of magic kaleidoscope, telescope BS in the brain of James Harrison and probe him and pull out all kinds of secret information. Like He's a guy who's been around here, but the Patriots have had their way with the Steelers anyhow, it's not going to change that. And if James Harrison does get on the field against New England, it's because he's a better fit there than he is for what the Steelers are doing right now. That would be it, right? If he plays more, it's because they need someone who can rush the passer. They don't have a good pass rush. Steelers have 50 sacks on the year. And they ask their outside linebackers to drop into coverage a lot. That's not exactly his forte. Let's now go to Matt Williamson from Steelers Nation Radio, the Steelers Radio Network, and Locked On NFL Podcast. How about that, Matt? James Harrison to the New England Patriots. Yeah, crazy. All my all my Lebo buddies are losing their mind over it. I'm sure yours are as well. Um, I mean, it's a Patriot thing to do. It is. It's also football man everyone's making this all personal oh james is a bad guy oh i can't believe the steelers released him personally i would have gotten rid of daniel mccullers but i think that james probably said hey if i'm not going to get used i don't want to be here as per the dale lolly report a couple of weeks ago where he said basically he didn't foresee being used this sparingly and he wouldn't have come back if he had known that he was so i mean is this does this have to be taken as personally by either side here? Um, I don't know if he's a good guy or a bad guy. I mean, I'm not sure that I'd want him babysitting my kids. Or <laughs> I mean, that doesn't matter. It is business. Um, I think he wants to play football, and I could see if I were him where I would be discouraged with how he was treated slash used all year. And I've been thinking it's a very precarious and odd situation from the start that he'd be inactive or, you know, that seldomly used. Um, clearly, if somebody wants, if he wants to play football, there's only a couple teams in the league that would even have any consideration for him and they would all be contenders without question. Um, and New England could use him for other reasons as well to kind of figure out, you know, defensive, you know, some intel for sure. Um, but you mentioned it too. I mean, for those that don't know it, I mean, the Steelers' right outside linebackers, C.J. Watt, not Harrison, and Watt has dropped into coverage more than any front set or any defensive lineman edge player in the league. And Harrison does not do that well at all. I think he still can stop the run. I think he can play the you know the rush the passer to some degree. But if he's on the field against the Steelers, don't you think they're going to try to exploit him? Yes, there's no doubt about that, Dale. And I called you Dale. Did you call me Dale. I did. Dale's sitting here in the studio. We got him coming up at five o'clock. So that's what happened there. Uh, but well, he, here's the thing, Matt. 
it's if he wanted out, he wanted out. I, I mean, so what? That's the. I mean, whatever. From an intel standpoint, you mentioned that being one of the reasons why they bring him in. I mean, how much can really be learned from having James Harrison in there that they don't already know about the Steelers' defense? Hey, that, that's my point too. Is you know, like you, you watch that first matchup and you saw a lot more man coverage. Do you think James is telling Belichick and Brady something they didn't know about that? I mean, I know it, so clearly they know. And whenever the the, the Patriots were more in condensed uh, formations, you saw more of the matchup zone stuff. When they spread it out, you saw more man. I think Brady figured that out. I think you know uh, McDaniel and Belichick figured that out without James telling them. Maybe he tells them some things behind the scenes of this is how Tomlin prepares. This is his mindset. Maybe you can get to Ben by doing this. I know him really well. You know, maybe There's some tidbits here and there. But if they lose in the AFC Championship game in New England, I doubt it's because of James Harrison. One possibility, and Dale brought this up to me, and I said it a little earlier on the show, Matt, is they brought James Harrison in because their first matchup very well might be against Eric Fisher in the Kansas City Chiefs, the team that has given problems to the New England Patriots in the past, and James Harrison has likewise given them problems. Yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't thought of that. It's a really good point. Um, and, oh, by the way, the Patriots' front seven stinks. stinks. I mean, it's a real problem. They don't rush the passer well. They don't stop the run well. I'm sure they won't ask him to drop into coverage. And who knows if he even sees the field or is active this week during the playoffs for them. I can't wait for this matchup, dude. It needs to happen. I, I I need to see Steelers and Patriots. I need it. I need it. Hook it into my veins, man. Yeah, I mean, obviously that's the heavyweight fight. I think at this point they're the two best teams, not only in the AFC but in the NFL. <clears throat> but we were talking earlier, I mean, the rest of the AFC – there are no longer pushovers. I mean, the Jags, the Chargers, the Ravens, Kansas City. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that, you know, divisional weekend is going to be an easy game for either one of these teams. Best matchup for both teams, and which matchup would give each team the most trouble in that first round? i got to think. I mean, the Jags looked bad this past weekend, but I think that's the hardest game just because that defense is exceptional. You know, maybe they would put, you know, Rams, I mean, well, it wouldn't happen. The, the Jags can't play the, the Patriots unless something crazy happens. But I think that's a team that could, could certainly come into Pittsburgh and win. But I think the Chargers are really good. I think the Ravens could go to, to uh, New England and give them a lot of problems. We know the Chiefs, Patriots, Steelers have this rock, paper, scissors thing going where Kansas City plays them really tough, and they're playing better than they were earlier in the year. So I don't see one that sticks out from a Patriots perspective of who do we not want to play. Well, I guess it's the Chiefs. I guess it's the Chiefs. From yesterday's game, Steelers got run all over. Is this something that's likely to change uh, with Ryan Shazier not being around? I mean, do guys just have to simply play better? I think inside linebacker is going to be a massive hole for the rest of the year and Vince Williams is starting to get exposed. I think Spence is a real problem and really the run defense from the second and third levels overall fits from the safeties and corners tackling from those guys really worries me. Um, however, you know that I think the game plan was don't get beat deep and get abused by Hopkins and Fuller and we're not going to put an extra guy in the box, and if they run all over us against the lighter boxes, so be it. You're still going to win the game. 
I mean, you can blame Butler for not adjusting and not helping in the run. But Tomlin, I think, overrides it and says, let them run. Let them shorten the game. They can't keep up with us by doing that. Yeah, that's a good point. And Tomlin kind of alluded to that today in the press conference. Uh, So I do think that there is some credence to that. Matt Williamson joining me here on the Crowley Show. Uh, Matt, Joe Hayden uh, traveled with DeAndre Hopkins. Not something the Steelers usually do. I liked it. How do you think he played, and how do you think he factors into a game plan against a Rob Gronkowski? I think he played exceptionally well, especially coming back. I think it showed just how high the Steelers are on Hayden, that they may even love him more than we thought. Um, I don't think he would travel with a Tyreek Hill or a Mike Wallace or a Brandon Cooks, a pure speed guy. I think some of it was the styles of players, and it fit in really well. As for Gronk, I don't know. I mean, I think you'd get burns on Cooks for the most part. If you trusted Hayden all alone, presumably on Hogan, I would hope that the Steelers would adjust more and give Davis more help on Gronk than we saw in the first matchup. A lot more help, and probably because you trust your corners more now. Um, But they didn't. I mean, they let Gronk beat him up, and uh, I would hope that would change. Hayden helps. Against Burns, is Cooks almost the kind of guy that Burns can do very well against? Uh, A guy that uh, can take the top off the defense, uh, but maybe not be a great receiver other than that? Yeah, and I think Burns is much more equipped for man coverage as well. You know, just, just keep him focused on one guy. Cooks has been very quiet this last month or so going back to the Miami game. I think you can be physical with him. I think Burns is more physical than Cooks, and he can more or less run with him. But like, kind of like your last question, if Hayden's locking down the other side without a lot of help, I would hope a single high safety situation would be rolled to Cooks' side more often than not, and then therefore you could have a linebacker and Davis bracketing Gronk to some degree. But the Patriots are smart, too, believe it or not, and they do a great job of moving their formations and their players around to not allow you to dictate coverages. You know, they'll move Cooks to the slot. You know, they do a lot of those type of things. It's not like they're going to always line up in the same spot. Matt Williamson joining me here on the Crowley Show. Okay, looking now at the NFC in the playoff picture. Dude, it is awesome. I I can't wait, man. It's got kind of an NCAA tournament feel to me a little bit where – Man, if Atlanta makes it, I think any of the six teams, I don't know if I'd be shocked if they represented the NFC in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I tend to think Atlanta and Seattle are a step back from the other five. But you know what? I think Philadelphia is a step back from the other ones, too. You know, they were ugly last night, not having Wentz. I mean, that's that's almost like the Packers without Rodgers. I mean, they're better than that. But those other four teams, Carolina, New Orleans, the Rams, Minnesota, I think are almost like, uh, like you said, the tournament are a great Final Four. And like you said, Atlanta could certainly beat anybody. The Eagles could beat anybody in Philly. But, man, it's, it's really competitive. I mean, I think Minnesota's probably the best team, but I trust Breeze. I probably trust Goff a little bit. I don't know if I trust Goff, but I trust Cam. More than I do Newton, more than I do Keenum, but playing in Minnesota is not going to be fun for anybody. Oh, there's no doubt about that, and yeah. they'd like to play the Super Bowl there, uh, which would be 
really cool. And could you imagine that? That being the team that winds up playing the Super Bowl at home, one that's quarterbacked by Case Keenum. How great would it be for them to win three in a row at home, or two in a row at home, host the Super Bowl against the Steelers, we go all up there and there's Viking fans like crazy and Steelers fans are traveling. Or I mean, how much? what a blast that would be. Be a little cold, though. A little chilly. A little chilly. Stay indoors. The last couple of things here for Matt Williamson. Just circling back to the James Harrison thing now, uh, Do you, if you had to put on your prediction goggles at this point, how do you think that he'll be used, or do you think he'll be used at all in New England? Very situationally, um, they're smart. They're not going to put him in coverage. They're not going to put him off the line of scrimmage. I think he'll be a, uh, an edge setter against the run. Hopefully, I would think if you're them, you try to get him some snaps this week, get him incorporated, uh, presumably as a pass rusher, too. I mean, again, it's because it's because their, their edge guys aren't good. I mean, he's probably better than most of the guys that are getting snaps for them now, but you definitely don't want him in coverage. I assume they know that, too. Matt, appreciate the time, man. Thanks a lot, dude. All right, brother. Talk to you later. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. Matt Williamson, Steelers Radio Network, Steelers Nation Radio, and the Locked On NFL Podcast. Some jabron, he might not be a jabron, but some guy tweets me, at underscore Adam Crowley, he says, so James didn't have anything left in the tank for Pittsburgh. But he does for the team that Pittsburgh can't beat. <sighs> Everyone looks at this so black and white. And it's hilarious to me how there is zero nuance here. Again, Harrison probably wanted to leave. He told Lolly a couple of weeks ago, Hello! If I knew I was going to be used this way, I wouldn't have wanted to come back. He's not a drop-in-the-coverage kind of guy. Patriots front seven's terrible. Steelers front seven is not. So what's so hard to see? It's not about him not being good enough for the Steelers, but being good enough for the Patriots. Except actually it kind of is because that's what happened. That's the reality, Dave. You can't look at it black and white the way that you are. Up next, Dale Lawley, the guy who talked to James Harrison. Maybe he's got some insight, but probably not because he's Dale. Just kidding. No, he'll have it. Dave. It's a Crowley show.